good evening and God bless. Thank you for joining us for these uh, moments, these next few evenings that we're just going to gather around the mic wherever you are at this moment in time, whatever your time zone is. It is just gone 12 o'clock here within the UK and wherever you are across the earth at this moment. May God bless you and strengthen you. We are just gathering for communion at this moment in time. The midnight hour, you know, it's a very interesting uh, time to be a believer living within the UK, living within the world. And wherever you are this evening, I just want to encourage you never to give up, never to give up, just to keep pressing. Christ died on the cross for you. He is your hope. He is your future. He is your God and he is your king. And we are going to turn to the gospel of Luke chapter 22. We're going to break bread together in just a few moments. And we're just going to spend time just in prayer and through the scripture for these next few evenings as we just gather and as we be still and as we worship and as we praise him through the scripture. Uh, This is a beautiful time together at the midnight hour. There is something so powerful about the midnight hour, the watch time, the the watchman's hour through um, this time of of watching, of listening, of, of being really careful about the senses that's happening and everything that's going on. This is a very powerful week. This is a very powerful week in 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 the in the realms of the church. This is a very powerful week uh, in in religion and in Christianity and whatever slant we look at this. But we're going to read from the scripture and wherever you are tonight, we we'll welcome you here. Uh, you can find us on Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, Spotify and so many other platforms on the social networks. But we're going to turn in a few moments to the book of Psalms as well. We're going to turn to Psalms 111. Uh, we'll, we'll turn to that in just a few moments and uh, we'll see what God has for us in that text. And that will be verse 9, verse 9 of Psalms 111. But let's just read from the New Testament as we just dive straight in on this uh, on this Thursday evening, as we're, as well as we're pressed into Friday. So there's a lot of things happening through the Scriptures. But uh, let, let's just read. Let's just see what the Scripture says. So I'm reading from Luke chapter 22, Luke chapter 22, verse 42. And it says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Uh, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and uh, his sweat was like droplets of blood falling to the ground. Then he rose from prayer and he went back to his disciples and he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. I thank God for his word in Luke chapter 22. Verse 42, verse 42 of Luke chapter 22. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. The will of the Father. What was the will of the Father? We clearly understand now on this side of the cross what the will of the Father was. The disciples couldn't understand it. Christ was the only one that could understand what the will of the Father was. And that's why I said, if it is possible, take this cup from me. Now we are sitting right now in the early hours of Friday. We we are on the crucifixion day we are at this point where christ has 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 been taken from the garden he's been arrested and everything happens and 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 has been played out as the scriptures has prophesied what we got to remember is that this is prophecy coming into physical being this is the christ this is our lord this is our god this is the king of kings and the lord of lords just uh, walking through what the scriptures has already prophesied that would happen to him through the old testament but here we see christ in the garden of Gethsemane quite clearly saying if it is possible not my uh, just take the will take when I look at this will look look, let's just let me back up let me let me back up father if you are willing take this cup from me not yet not my will but your will be done see Christ knew what he was facing Christ knew everything why did Christ know simply because one thing and one thing clear very very powerfully as we look at this text that we are in in the will of the father Christ knew everything that was going to happen because he is the living one word he is yes and amen he is the bright morning star he is the king of kings and he is the lord of lords and when you look very clearly in the gospel of john very clearly in the gospel of john it says and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us this is really really important 
extremely important that I clearly understand as a believer in the spiritual signs that we are living in. You know, the church is asleep. The church is wandering. The church is is not even awake with the signs of the times. There are many, I would say, believers, churchgoers that don't even understand through the biblical references and the situations that we are facing. They cannot see what is happening. They do not realize what's happening. This is a critical stage if you are a believer in Christ Jesus you should be in a position of reading God's word and trusting his word like never before because we are at a critical position within the church within the UK the church is weak the church is tired the church is exhausted and I'm not referring to the church of Jesus Christ because the church of Jesus Christ is on fire the persecuted church is on fire but there's a church an awoke church a church that is very very sleepy, that is very traditional, that is just going by the way of the world, and it is in a terrible position. If you feel that God is removing you from denominations because of false teaching, false prophets, and we got to remember there are many false teachers, and the scripture makes it very clear in Thessalonians, in the New Testament, very, very clear in the last days, in the last days, there'll be false prophets, there'll be wars, rumors of wars. Now, when we look at the scripture that we are in at this moment in time the UK is in a in a is in a crisis not for financial reasons not because of famines not because of the wars it is in a crisis simply because there is a famine spiritually not because God has left us but the UK has left the father the son the holy spirit and the church is following the worldly church and religion is following the political drum skin that is being beaten at this moment in time and if you are in a denomination that is not preaching and teaching the doctrines of grace the sovereignty of God the wrath of God the power of God we're not even going to speak about the love of God because that is just a cop-out which the body of the church is using and when I say the body I will use it as a living and I will use it as an analogy of a living organism it isn't the real body of Christ it is a fake church it is a weak church it is not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. If it was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, we wouldn't be in a spiritual crisis that we're in. It wants to go back. It wants to go back to the awoke church. It wants to go back to the soft, gentle press, and it is in trouble. We are in trouble spiritually if we follow the awoke, the awoke church, if we follow uh, the church that is preaching, anything goes, you can do what you want, live how you like, encompass everything, every lifestyle God loves you if you are in that church you need to back out get out because there is judgment coming not on the world but on the church Paul writes he does not write to the world he writes to the church he makes a clear statement if you continue to worship foreign idols if you continue to be rebellious against the God of Israel if you continue to be this false church there is judgment coming on you now we are are at a critical point within the UK. Do not worry about what the world is doing. The critical point is looking at the church. I won't even call it the body of Christ because the church, a mass percentage of the church within the UK does not reflect the scripture. It is not reflecting. It is not teaching the word of God. And tonight is a very powerful time when it is about repentance and bringing everything before the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit because when you look at the scripture that we are in now it is about Christ this week is about Christ it is always for him it is about him in every area of life we're going to break bread in 15 20 minutes time or, or something like that round about there uh, uh, as time progresses as we lo- as we go into the scripture and I've read the scripture and I pray that the word of God comes alive in your spirit there is nothing more important for anyone than a believer to be doing one thing and one thing only not worrying about your family not worrying about the rest of your life not worrying about your position in the world but asking the question am I saved am I washed in the blood of Jesus am I a true disciple does God has God called me am I in religion or am I in the kingdom has God 
given me the gift of salvation? Is God for me or against me? There are questions that I need, we need to ask and be completely honest and authentic because the church, the mass percentage of religion is riding a circus bike and it is up to all types of tricks and the church within the UK is in trouble if it does not repent of its ways. Don't need to worry about the world. Don't need to worry about what the world is doing. Paul is writing very clearly to the body of Christ, the church. You cannot be and you cannot be seen to be following a false gospel. What is the true gospel? We are in the gospel. We are in a synoptic gospel. We're in the, the book of Luke. We are in the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 42. Father, if you are willing, this is the living word speaking to the Father. You can almost say, he is speaking to himself about himself but here we have I will not use the word separation because there is no separation until Christ said it is finished Christ makes it very clear I and the Father are one. We are one. We are together. But now we see the living word. We see the Messiah come to this earth. We see him use the dressing room of Mary to present himself. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That There is no trick. There is no need to try and work out what happened with Mary and Joseph and how this biological act did not turn take place and that doesn't matter because Christ just used the vehicle of Mary to come into the world because he was already in existence here we have the living word being completely open and real before the crucifixion this week is about the crucifixion this week is about repentance this week is about justification this week is about the sovereignty and the power of the living God and here we have the living word in the garden of Gethsemane the church should be in the garden of Gethsemane believers should be in the garden of Gethsemane saying what is your will for me now this is the living word speaking directly to the father in heaven now if you was to look in the book of Colossians Colossians sorry I've mentioned it a few times very very clearly in the book of Colossians it says Christ is the image of the invisible God so here we have Christ being the image of the invisible God so Christ is in the garden of Gethsemane speaking to the father and you can almost say the word speaking to the word to the God of Israel knowing exactly now I find this fascinating that Christ is saying this if it is possible take this cup from me Christ knew what he was about to enter into was going to be the hardest and the most difficult and the most complicated area of his human walk that he'd ever that he'd ever walked into we've got to understand that he is completely Christ completely Godhead completely deity completely the king of kings completely the man Christ Jesus he is everything in this time this is the living word speaking to the God of Israel (laughs) this is so deep this is such a deep text that we are in very interesting very powerful what we are looking at at this moment in time what God is doing, God is moving powerfully and God is moving freely. We have gone again. Are we there? Oh, my Lord. We'll be back. We will be back. Don't worry. We will connect. It will come back.
We're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. The good old internet. It is playing up. Thank you, Talk Talk. We really appreciate you ripping us off always and every way. So the Garden of Gethsemane. This is such a powerful time. Here we have the living word. Here we have the King of Kings. Here we have the great I am. We have the God of Israel. This is so, so, so important to understand that there is power in the name of Jesus. And what I've got to remember is this is the living word. This is the living word speaking directly to his father his father in the heavens above when you when you get this text when you really think about this he is the redemption he is the redeemer he is the god of israel he is the great i am he is the one that has given us redemption look if we was to go are you with me are you with me are you with me let's go let's go into the book let's go into the old testament let's flick into the old testament we're going to go to uh psalms 111 verse nine he provided redemption for his people it is very clear that he is the redeemer he is the god of israel he provides he is with us he will never leave us nor forsake us he is the great i am he has provided redemption he is the redeemer we are uh, blessed because of him we are saved because of him we are in this position because of him we are right standing because of him we are worthy but we are not worthy because of him the, the, the new testament writer writes oh wretched man am i oh wretched man am i why do i do the things i hate and why can't i do the things that i should be doing this is a critical place for the church at this moment in time the church within the uk is in the garden of gethsemane and it has uh, this choice to make father i come to you and lord i don't want our will to be done lord i want your will to come in to this organization but what is the church going to do is the church going to go down its own plans or is it going to come under the sound of matthew mark luke and john genesis through to revelation what is the church going to do how is the church going to get through the next part of this journey within the uk we don't even need to look outside the walls of, of the uk we don't need to look out the shoreline of what's happening around the world that we only have to focus right now here within the church within the uk the church in the uk is in a desperate position and it needs to follow the will of the father it needs to understand what the will of the father is what is the will of the father the will of the father in this part in this particular text for christ was simple that christ had to go to the cross of calvary now we are sitting in a very powerful position at this moment in time we are sitting in a glorious place christ is revealing so much through his word christ is revealing so much through the signs and through the atmosphere and through everything that's happening around us christ is revealing so much through the wars and rumors of wars christ is revealing so much through the through his scripture christ is revealing so much through the atmosphere through nature through everything that's happening around the world christ is revealing so much and the church is asleep and the church needs to wake itself up and the church needs to break out of religion because we are in the garden of gethsemane and there are a few on the fringe of the garden of gethsemane that are completely asleep completely asleep disciples asleep on the edge of the garden of gethsemane the word is in the center the word is is speaking directly the word is making a very loud noise at the moment are you for me or are you against me are you going to follow me or are you going to deny me are you going to do a Peter in the courtyard? No God, no Christ, no Lord. We are going to follow you no matter what. We are going to follow you. I am going to follow you. I will die for you. I will give my life for you. But when, 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 when the servant girl, when the, the gentleman ran the fire bin, when they said to him, you was with him. 
No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. You know, three times Christ said on the third time when you hear the rooster, no, Lord, I will die with you. No, Lord, I will go to prison for you. No, Lord, we are in a critical position within the UK. There is no revival. There is no sound of revival. But what there is the sound of is God's word stirring and drawing. And you can hear God calling, God calling the remnant, calling us right now, calling you, calling me, calling us to what? To repent, repent, repentance. Repentance is a form of, or you could use this word in a, in a, in a roundabout term, revival but not in the revival as the evangelical televangelist would use that in a tent meeting to revive to restore to open up to to make a way where there is no way it is really really important right now completely important to follow god to follow the king of kings and the lord of lords we are at a critical place within the uk we are in a spiritual vacuum at this moment and god is calling god is calling He's calling what? He's calling to repentance. Now, in the Garden of Gethsemane, in the Garden of Gethsemane, it is very clear we have the living word speaking very loud and very clear. If it is possible, take this cup from me, but not my will, your will be done. He knew what the will of the father was because we understand and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us and we understand what the scripture says in colossians he is the image of the invisible god he is the word he is jehovah jireh he is your redeemer he is your god he is your king and this week is about redemption but he chose to go to the cross of calvary he chose to go uh, and he 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 came to this earth to die he was born he was brought into existence for one purpose for one reason and for one reason only to save all that that was lost he has come and he came to this earth to set the captives free to give hope and a future but there are blinkers on religious orders at this moment you look at the church and it is accepting everything of the world and rejecting most of christ it is trying to formulate it is trying to produce its own bible to fit in its ill-gotten gains and to do what it wants to do the repentance needs to come out not out of the world but out of the church out of the body out of the organization the church needs to repent it is clear paul was writing not to the audience of the world he wasn't uh phased and he wasn't interested in the surrounding area of the world what his mission what his calling was was to write to the Laodicean church, to write to Corinth, to write to the church. If you continue to live like this, if you continue to follow your wicked ways, if you continue to live in idolatrous worship, if you continue to go the way of the world, God help us, Lord. It's the church. It's the church. That is very thin spiritually. Not because God has no power. That is not what is in question. It is the formation of the organization and the situation is going by sensual and natural perception. When Christ came, Christ has come. He is coming back. He's coming back to judge. He's bringing a sword. He's bringing judgment. He came to save. And when he comes back, that will be removed and that will be replaced by judgment. He's coming back to judge. This is a critical time 
for anyone or any denomination. Are we, am I, going to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ or am I going to continue to go down the slide of religion and tradition and become a very robotic organization or am I going to allow the Holy Spirit to guide me into the Garden of Gethsemane, hold me in the Garden of Gethsemane, minister to me in the Garden of Gethsemane, and then give me the strength to continue the will of the Father. You could look at this quite easily, and when you look at this, Christ was saying, I do not and I cannot go to this crucifixion in my own strength. I need to go in the strength of you because in my humanity I cannot complete it there are many on the other side of the lens in religion and church that cannot complete what needs to be completed because it has been orchestrated and has been brought together clearly by pie charts flow charts and by man's planning and plotting when god is making something so 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 clear so clear are you for me or against me now the plans what is the plan of the father what is the plan of the messiah what is that plan the plan is a redemption plan it is a plan to redeem and to set free it is a plan to give a hope and to give a future it is a plan to set the captives free christ came to rescue to set those free to give those a hope and a future christ has come to this earth to bring salvation not to bring an authoritarian gospel but to give a gospel that brings freedom that brings hope that brings but it was only one sacrifice one one for all now when we look at this text it says father if you are willing take this cup from me yet not my will but your will be done and an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him but being in anguish he prayed more earnestly and sweats like sweat like droplets of blood fell to the ground when he rose from prayer he went back to his disciples he found them asleep exhausted from sorrow why are you sleeping i believe the voice of god the voice of christ is speaking right now very very clearly people are laughing people are joking people are messing around people are playing very dangerously in the church people are messing about not taking it seriously people are not looking at this correctly they are listening to false teaching and there is a time when the window of opportunity will close and that window will never open again the prophecies are coming true the prophecies the warnings where we sit god is moving and there is judgment coming we are in a critical position within the uk if the uk church does not repent of what it is doing and what it has done and what it is trying to do there is serious consequences coming if denominations want to continue to engage in what they're engaging that is their choice but i have a choice am i following the denomination or am i following the teachings of the father the son the holy spirit there is coming a time when persecution will hit the shores of the uk there is persecution coming that will hit the shores of the uk there is no revival coming there is persecution coming and god is in full charge but now we are in the garden of gethsemane and there are many disciples that are asleep and christ came back to them and said why are you sleeping God is saying the same thing to the church now in the signs of the times. Why are you asleep? Why are your eyes closed? Why are you on the fringe of the Garden of Gethsemane? Why are you resting when you should be watching? Why are you dozing when you should be alert? Why are you not listening? And why are you asleep? The disciples was 
asleep. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It can only be through Jesus. You will not get salvation through the Church of England. You will not get salvation through Elim. You will not get salvation through any denomination. You will not get salvation through the Church of England, through Catholicism. You will not get salvation through any man-made religion. You will get salvation from the Redeemer because he has come that we would be redeemed and redemption comes from him. Psalm 111 verse 9. It doesn't matter what the, the, the denominations say. It doesn't matter who dares to say we are the church in the UK. If you are saying we are the church, you are giving yourself a high bar to hit. That's for sure. But in the book of Psalms 111, 111 verse 9, what does it say? He provided redemption who is he he is the way he is the king he is the redeemer he is the god of israel he is the living word he is the great i am he is turn to psalm 62 he is my salvation he is my rock he is my king he is my judge he is the first he is the last it is he it is not a it is not a platform of leaderships that dish out salvation it is the living christ that has saved and he is the redeemer the redemption is not found in denomination redemption is found in the redeemer he is the redeemer because he lives i can face tomorrow he is the king of kings and he is the lord of lords the church is snoring and the church is completely not seeing what is happening through the signs of the times now i've said the church you can take that however you want to use that and we have to use the word the church because if we are the church we should be expected to be operating how this manual tells us to operate we should not be sitting around in conferences trying to move god's word to shape it to fit certain areas of life it is and it has been spoken God's word has been prophesied. There are no more new prophecies to hear, foundational prophecies, because the prophecies have been given, and what we are hearing and what we should be hearing are warnings from prophecies that God is coming and the king is coming and the redemption is here now, but the church needs to repent. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is the great I am. He is worthy of all praise. He is the Redeemer. He is the living word. It doesn't speak about denominations. It doesn't say that the denomination saved me. It doesn't say that the Pope set me free. It doesn't say that the bishops uh, set me free. It doesn't say the pastors gave me salvation. It says he gave us a redemption plan and the redemption plan is and was Christ Jesus. But Christ is in the garden of Gethsemane in Luke chapter 22. Let's go back to see what the word says. We're coming to the table in a few minutes time. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. What did Christ want and needed to be taken from him? That was clear. The cross of Calvary, because he knew what Isaiah said. Everything was going to come upon him. The darkness of the world, the transgressions, the sickness, the pain, the sin, Everything was going to be heaped on him in a matter of hours. We are looking at the Redeemer coming to the Garden of Gethsemane and saying, if it is possible, take this from me. But Christ knew that it wasn't possible for it to be removed because he came into the world 
as the Redeemer, as the redemption plan. But here we see him in his complete humanity, the man Christ Jesus. But also we understand he is the saviour of the world. You are redeemed. I am redeemed. The denomination hasn't given you redemption. The pastors haven't given you redemption. The bishops, the popes, the leaders of denominations haven't given you redemption. They haven't given me redemption. It is the Christ, the King of glory. It is the great I am. It is not churches together that can save you. It is not a consortium of different denominations that can save you. It is not an organizational press. This is a spiritual crisis that we are in. And we need the Redeemer to reveal himself through revelational knowledge in the crisis that we sit in now within the UK. We are in need of Jesus. We are in need of returning back to him, calling out, God, forgive us. For I have fouled you. I have gone in my own plan. I have gone in my own will. I have gone in my own way. But now as I sit on this Friday, as I take bread, Father, forgive me, for I have sinned and fallen short of your glory. Lord, I'm not worried about what the world, what the church is saying about me. But Lord, is my name stamped in the Lamb's book of life? Am I redeemed? Am I washed in the blood of Jesus? Am I a child of the living God? Am I a son or am I a daughter? Lord, help me to work out my salvation with fear and with trembling. It's about him. Psalms 111 verse 9. He has given us redemption. He is the redeemer. He is. Who is the he? He is the bright morning star. He is the God of all things he is the god that will not be mocked he is the living word he is the great i am he is your god he is your guide he is jehovah jireh he is the living word he is as john said john the baptizer he said there is the lamb of god the lamb that will be slain that is the lamb the lamb of god Jesus said, I am the door, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, I am the good shepherd, I am your shield, I am your rampart, I am the God that will put in Psalm 91 angels to flight concerning you so that they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against that stone with long life and my salvation will I show you because you are my son and you are my daughter and I sent as the God of Israel as I sit on the circle of the earth as I walk in the cool of the garden as I am in the depths of the earth and as I am as high as the heavens and I am on the outside of time and I am before time and I created time and I'm before anyone within this universe I sent my son the king of kings and the lord of lords I sent him to die on the cross of Calvary so that you would I would have redemption he is our redeemer he is my redemption he is my God he is everything He is before all. He is created all. The book of Colossians, he is the image of the invisible God. And in him all things consist. He holds all things together by his word. Nothing that has been made can be spoken into existence. We serve a God that calls the things that are not as though they are. We serve the greatest God of all. The mythological gods. The, the, the gods of the Greek, the gods of the Asian world, the gods of the, uh, the mysterious world, 
They have no power whatsoever over the God of Israel. I am forgiven and you are forgiven. You are chosen and I am chosen. You are blessed and I am blessed. We are redeemed. You are redeemed and I am redeemed. And we are going to take of this cup right now. You are a daughter and you are a son of the living God. And I pray wherever you are tonight across this earth, just say, Lord, my God and my King, my Redeemer on this Friday morning at this power hour, at this hour, this watch hour, at this moment when the spiritual atmosphere is high and strong. Over 2,000 years ago on this Friday when Christ was taken to the cross of Calvary, when the demons in hell thought they had him on the cross of Calvary, he looked down the barrel of of justification and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And he said, it is finished. The graves opened. Darkness descended all over. The the atmosphere changed. The temple curtain was torn from... in two it was torn into we entered into a new covenant we entered into the blood blood washed you are washed in the redemption blood of christ you are saved you are washed you are saved you are saved you are saved sometimes we can lose all understanding of salvation because the church is skipping and dancing on the on the wide road but jesus says narrow is the path narrow is the path narrow i've never walked such a hard path in my life walking the tightrope of the gospel of jesus christ walking on that tiny string walking on that fine line, walking on that tight rope, looking, I cannot afford to look to the left, nor the right. I cannot afford to look behind me. I cannot even look towards uh, what is ahead of me. I've got to focus just on what is just in my gaze at this moment. And what is in my gaze, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light for my path. My path has been lit up by the light of the world. He says, I am the light of the world. Oh my God, let's break bread. Let's break bread. Come on, let's just break bread wherever you are across the globe. We're trying to get this pushed out within the hour before one o'clock, wherever you are across the globe. Christ was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he said, If it is possible, take this, take this cup from me. What was the cup? The cup of redemption the cup of justification, the cup of going, the, the, the cross was before him and he knew that the hours that was before him was going to be, be the most grueling, the most painful, the, the, beyond human words, beyond the greatest theological depth that any theologian could take us, beyond the, the computing of the mind, beyond the thinking, beyond the capability of any great thinker, Beyond that, Christ said, if it is possible, take it from me, but not my will. What was the will of the Father? The will of the Father was the redemption will. And what did that include? It included crucifixion. Crucifixion was the will of the Father. When we think about this very clearly right now, redemption that's what was at the cross but this week the church has been skipping and dancing and and acting out the passion of the christ and holy week churches together events everything going on and denominations cross denominations but do we really understand that this week we call it holy week but can i be completely blunt do you think the church has lost the whole grasp of holiness holiness Be holy because I am holy. He is a God that judges. He is a God that has brought redemption. When you look at the will of the Father, the will of the Father was clear cut. It was death on the cross of Calvary. It was 
pain. It was suffering. It was brutal. There was no revival flag. There was no skipping and dancing. It was washed. We was washed. We was cleansed by the blood of Jesus at the cross of Calvary. The scripture says not one of his bones will be broken, but his side had to be pierced. He was pierced for our transgressions. Blood and water had to flow. The atonement, the sacrifice had been met at the cross of Calvary. And me, a sinner, a renegade, a ink vicar, whatever you call me, you can call me what you will, but you can do whatever you want to do to me, world. You can say what you want, but one thing you can't do is take salvation away from me. Because it has been given to me. You can strip me back of everything. You can lock me up. Put me in prison. Say what you want. Strip me back of all materialism. Strip me back of titles. Strip me back of everything. But you can't strip back the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus. You can strip it. You can kick it. You can knock me. You can do what you want to me world. You can do what you will. Say what you want. But I am redeemed. Because of the cross of Calvary. I am redeemed and I am washed in the blood of Jesus. Before the most awful sinful act that I ever committed in my life, Christ gave me a hope and a future before I even committed that act. He saved me from it. He set me free from it. He washed me in the blood at the cross of Calvary and he said, it is finished. Tell the church that. It is finished. Religion is finished. As that sermon we preached the other week from the Sunday morning from the pulpit a few Sundays ago, religion had its hour. Christ said to the religious order, you have one hour, do what you're going to do. But religion thought that that hour was forever and a day, and it could dictate to Christ. Christ said, you've got one hour, do what you're going to do, but once this hour is finished, it is finished. But religion thinks it can control Christ. Just because religion had him in the courtyard, just because religion thinks that it put him on the cross of Calvary, well, actually, religion didn't put him on the cross of Calvary. It wasn't the soldiers even that put him on the cross of Calvary. It, it was the living word that put him on his own cross. He put himself on the cross because it was prophesied about him before religion came into being. When you look at Adam and Eve, God said, if you take of that tree, if you touch of that, you will surely die. He mentions death, but also in that conversation, in the dialogue in Genesis, we see a redemption plan in being already. See, God already had a plan in place and he didn't have to wait for the soldiers to nail him to the cross of Calvary. He didn't have to wait for the church to slap him in the face and to spit upon him. He didn't have to wait for the soldiers to tear his garment and to cast lots over him. He didn't have to wait for the the, the world to crucify him and religion to crucify him. God took his son to the cross of Calvary. Tell that one to the religious order. Christ spoke his death and wrote his death into existence. And he walked his death and he walked up to the cross of Calvary. And you know what I mean by walked up to it. We understand that that, that he came and he handed his cross over uh, and, and that other guy carried that cross for him because he was not able in the strength. But when I say walk to the cross, you understand what I mean. He went through the process of crucifixion. Christ put his crucifixion together. It wasn't the soldiers. It wasn't the nails that held him there. It wasn't the great high priest that took him to the cross. They was only doing what the scriptures prophesied. It was prophesied 
by the God of Israel. The God of Israel gave the words to the prophets. The prophets spoke the words of the word of God. God spoke redemption into being and he chose the cross of Calvary, the most brutal way to leave the earth, to put a spectacle on the areas in demonic realms. God spoke his own son's death into being. It wasn't it wasn't the soldiers. They was just doing what the word expressed that they would do. When you look at what happened and what is happening in the world, the world has no control on what is doing. It has been forespoken. It has been prophesied. It has been foretold. It has already been spoken about thousands of years ago. So when you look at redemption, redemption was already in existence before the Garden of Eden came into being. Because if he is the God that he calls himself to be, he said, I call the things that are not as though they are. He said, let there be light and there was light. He said, before I formed, before I created the heavens and the earth, before the foundations of the world, I knew you. I knitted you together in your mother's womb. Before your mother was even spoken and brought into existence, I knew. So redemption was already in. So it wasn't the soldiers. It wasn't the high priest. It wasn't Pilate. It wasn't Herod. It was God fulfilling the prophecy of Scripture using the Son of the living God. So the world could see that the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. What for? He was brought into this world to die. He was brought into this world to be the redemption sacrifice. It wasn't the, f- the power of the 30 pieces of silver. It wasn't Judas Iscariot, the deal of 30 pieces of silver. It wasn't the high priests. They thought that they had him. Now the world thinks that it is erasing Christ out of everything. But it has already been prophesied in the last days lawlessness it has already been prophesied famines wars rumors of wars everything has been spoken about now what we are seeing is the physical living out what the spiritual has already foredestined it has already been said it has already been given you are redeemed and the church had no power and had no authority apart from the church of Jesus Christ. When we talk about the church of Jesus Christ, when we talk about the body of Christ, we are talking about something so different. Something so different to what we see with our natural eyes. We're going to break bread. We're going to break bread right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come before thee, Lord, we break bread together now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we believe this bread symbolizes the body of Christ. And right now, Lord, as we break bread together in the name of Jesus, O Lord, Holy Spirit, I ask you, Father, that you will bring us to a place of redemption. And what I mean, Father, by redemption is, that, Lord, that we will speak the words of repentance that will bring us to a place in the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, I thank you that we are redeemed. I thank you, Lord, that the power of the Holy Spirit is our comforter, is our God, our guide. I pray now, Lord, that the fire of God will descend on the church. The fire of God will purge the church, the Laodicean church. I pray that the power of God will sweep through 
this denomination. I pray that God will sweep through me, that God will cleanse me through the power of the blood of Christ. I pray that, Lord, this is your church. This is your house. This is all about you. This is for you. This is not about me. This is not about me. This is about God, the God of Israel, the Redeemer, the great I am, Spirit of the living God. Come and move among us again. Father, thank you for this bread that symbolizes the body of Christ. Thank you, God, that this bread symbolizes the body of Christ. As we break bread together now, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that I understand in this hour, this hour, Father, this spiritual hour, I ask you, Father, that you will take me and hold me in the garden of Gethsemane. I pray, Lord, that you will keep me in the posture of repentance. Lord, that I will be found on the potter's will, where the master's hands are on me and shaping me and molding me. Father, keep me in the garden. Holy Spirit, Strip everything out of me that is of the world. Strip everything away from me that is of the world. Strip everything out and around me, God. Lord, whatever circle I'm walking in that is not of you, remove me from that. Come, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are in a critical position in the UK. We have leaders that cannot lead us. We have denominations that cannot get us out of this spiritual crisis. We are in need of the Messiah. We are in need of our God. Please, God, take your place in this nation. Take your place in my home, in my workspace, in my life. God, take your place in all of us. God, take your place. Please, Lord, I surrender all. I surrender everything to my God. I surrender everything to the King. I surrender everything to you. And I recognize that this is bread in itself. In Jesus' name, amen. But what it symbolizes is the body of Christ. Amen and God bless. Father, I pray that you will wash me. Lord, and anyone that is bold enough to say, Lord, wash me of all my sin, all my iniquity, of all my failings. Lord, if I'm judgmental, remove the judging. If I'm unforgiving, remove the unforgiveness. Lord, if I'm arrogant, remove the arrogance. If I'm prideful, remove the pride. If I'm stubborn, remove the stubbornness. Lord, if I'm not listening, give me ears to hear. Lord, if I'm not seeing, give me eyes to see. Lord, I pray that you will put around us, me, anyone that's with me tonight, Lord, godly people that will guide us, that will strengthen us. Lord, anyone that is pulling us down, anyone that is negative to us, anyone, Lord, that is trying to trip us, remove them from our lives, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. We need people around us, Lord, that will encourage us. We need Barnabases. We need Barnabases encouragers lord let there be encouragers around us lord let the encouragers come out lord let the prophets speak loud and clear the warning prophecies in the testament of god lord bring us to a place bring us to a place bring us to a place lord of repentance all have sinned and fallen short and lord i have fallen short i have sinned i have fouled I have made mistakes, but by the blood of Jesus, by the mercy, by the glory, by the sovereignty of God, I am redeemed. Wash me in Jesus' name. Amen. Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord, that you will remove all the jokers in my life, all those that are caught in the religious bubble. Lord, I want to be found in paths of righteousness. I want to be found walking right with God. I want to be found in the word of God. 
Lord, when this earth, Lord, when I die, Lord, when this body, Lord, is called home, Lord, when this earth suit hits the ground, Lord, when I get called home to glory, I want to hear the voice of my God and my Savior saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, I ask you that now for every wrong sermon I've preached, for every wrong teaching I've got, Lord, that has been wrong, for every wrong word I've said, for every one I've upset, for every situation that hasn't been right, for every area of my life I've fouled you, that I've let people down. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that my life belongs to you. And dear God, you save me and all those that are bold enough, Lord, across the globe to shout, Lord, I am a sinner, but I am saved by grace. I'm a child of the living God and I am saved by grace. Lord, it needs to be less of me and more of Jesus, less of religion and more of Jesus, less of churchianity and more of Christ. I want more of Jesus. I want more of my Redeemer. I want more of my God. I want more of my King. The King. I need the King. I need the King of glory. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for this time together, Lord. And as we uh, get some rest, Father, wherever we are, Lord, at, at four minutes past, whatever the time is, four minutes past one on this Friday, we thank you for Friday. We thank you that this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad. My Redeemer lives. And Lord... It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter about what the church says. It doesn't matter about what the religious robots say. It doesn't matter about what anybody says. Romans 8 verse 1. There is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. For what the law was powerless to do, God did by sending his one and only son. John 3 16. Redemption is only in Christ. He is the Redeemer. I will see you tomorrow evening at the same time, 12 o'clock-ish, give or take one or two minutes as we just connect. Lord, I pray, Lord, for this Wi-Fi. Lord, I pray for this Wi-Fi, God. Lord, deal with it, Lord. Get the demons off the line in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this time that we've been gathering around the word. I pray for everybody and anyone that has stayed with me, for anyone that will capture this back later tonight, early hours of the morning, whenever it may be, as they're on the other side of the globe. I pray, Lord, for whoever's watching, that they will know that their Redeemer lives and that their salvation isn't hanging on by works in the church. Because, Lord, I thank you for what Ephesians says. Ephesians says something so beautiful, so powerful. It is by grace you have been saved, not by works, so that no one can boast. It is not by works. It is not by works. It is not about clocking in to the religious establishment. It is by grace. It is irreversible. It cannot be given back. It cannot be changed. He gave salvation. He is giving salvation. He is preparing those that don't even know him yet because he hasn't even drawn them. But those he is drawing, those he has called, salvation cannot be returned. You cannot lose your salvation. It has been given and it cannot be lost. Father, I thank you. There is power in the name of Jesus. Lord, we will not bow the knee to any political movement. We will not bow the knee, Lord, to any religious organization. We will not bow the knee to humanity. Lord, we will not bow the knee, Lord, to political agendas. We will not bow the knee, Father, to any demonic forces. We bow the knee. We bow the knee to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. On the earth, under the earth, through the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We're out. We're gone. We've done the hour. An hour and six minutes. It's come up there. 
May God continue to reveal his word to you. As I said, we are living in very critical times. I will see you 12 o'clock Friday evening today, but we know what we're saying. 12 o'clock midnight on Friday. I will see you again for another hour as we break bread and as we gather for this 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 midnight hour as we just rest and as we be still. God is leading you. God is guiding you. I will see you Friday evening, good Friday, at 12 o'clock midnight as we break bread together and as God will reveal his word to us again. I pray that you will rest well. And as the, uh, as the scripture says, as the psalmist says very clearly, may your sleep be sweet. May God carry you through the hour, through the moment, through the moments, through the, through the seconds of, of this night. May God refresh you as you sleep. May, if you're working tonight, may God carry you through your work uh, area. May God be with you at home. If you've got sleep disorders, just hand it over to God. God is with you. God will never foul you. God will never leave you. God bless. We will see you soon. In Jesus' name, good night. Or good morning, whatever it may be. Who knows? God bless.